Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And we also got somebody in the room, too, who wants some love. What's up, Rogue? My dog, Rogue, if you're watching this on YouTube, she's pawing at me right now. She's like, come on, Ray, you've been in the office all day. I need some love. All right, I'll give you some love. I'll give you some love. <laughs> but I appreciate y'all being on the podcast. Welcome to the show. And today I want to give a quick reflection, talking a little bit about what it's like being a first-time kindergarten soccer coach in a sport you had no idea about. But how does that tie to leadership? Because everything that we do, everything that we learn, everything that we're a part of, all can relate to our ability to lead ourselves and others and create the culture and change the culture that we want to see around us. And I had a prime opportunity to be one of the main culture shapers, the head one at least, when it comes to my kindergarten, my kindergartner, my oldest, and the soccer team that he was a part of this year. Now, I uh, said yes to doing this opportunity only because one, we didn't really have somebody uh, available to coach, at least our team particularly. And two, um, I often have thought about what is it like for me to be that dad, right? That dad who coaches their kids through sports and just be involved in their lives. And I'll probably do a podcast episode one day talking about the dynamics between being just a dad or dad as a coach and how I don't want to necessarily be overtly or muddle the waters in that because, you know, I want to make sure that I do right by both children and myself really when it comes to coaching. But this was a prime opportunity to say yes to doing something brand new to that. And, uh, I never played soccer. I actually just talked to my mom a bit about this and when the last time I played soccer and I actually was six years old. So this was the time, <laughs> at least for my upbringing, uh, when I played soccer organized in some way. And I didn't like it. I wasn't a huge soccer fan. It wasn't fun for me. Um, I, and actually it was, you know, yeah, eight. If I now reflect upon that time, we had like eight to 10 kids. I didn't really have the skill sets or the knowledge of exactly what soccer was all about. And, uh, you know, didn't have the fundamentals. I think I played defense most of the time and I was trash. So I was like, this ain't it. This ain't it for me. But as I fast forward <laughs> multiple years later and now have an opportunity to reciprocate an environment for our children to be a part of and other kids too, to uh, enjoy the game, be part of the game in this league. It was a prime opportunity to say, you know what? I have a chance here to help shape this team's culture. So the storm, as what we recalled, had the opportunity to do that, and it was pretty fun. But I quickly realized that uh, there were some things, there were some lessons and some uh, reflections through the eight weeks, the eight to ten week season that we had um, that I want to share with you all today. And again, how it ties to leadership. First one being, we got to simplify. Simplify, 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 simplify the language, simplify the concepts, simplify just even the structure that we are creating within our teams and cultures, because if we are simple with it, it's easy for other people to grasp and it's easy for people to understand what the main objective and goal is. Now, I think some of y'all may know, but I did coach football, high school football for three years um, and, you know, did some other coaching things early on uh, or actually after I graduated college. But the concept of coaching high school football was a great setup and framework for me because it showed me was it look like to create a practice plan? Was it look like to demonstrate drills? Was it look like to research? Was it look like to set up scenarios for kids to engage and be a part of and and help create 
the the type of situation that you want them to grasp. So when game time comes, you have the ability to translate that over to the game. So you got your boy Ray sitting here <laughs> doing a whole bunch of YouTube videos, YouTube searches on soccer drills and concepts and making sure I understand the language and lingo. You know, I went to like one of the the league that we were a part of, put on a clinic that essentially just gave me the ability to watch a soccer practice from a middle school level. And so I watched them and how they did it. I'm like, okay, cool. I see what they're doing here. And, you know, I'm talking to some of the coaches, some of the new coaches too. And I'm like, oh, I got this. Your boy got this. So I created my practice plan and it had five different installments. And then in each installment had at least four to five different drills. You have the ability to share, communicate, whatnot, right? And I put my practice plan. It was on a, a, a graph paper written now and I put it in a sleeve that was protected and I had it with me and I was ready. I had my football coach mindset and I was ready to coach these kids up. <laughs> First practice, I was quickly reminded that they are five and six years old. Five and six year olds maybe aren't necessarily ready to grasp the ins and outs of soccer strategy <laughs> when they're just new getting to know each other and it probably is their first time playing soccer in the first place so i mean yes i had age appropriate drills but i had maybe like seven age appropriate drills to accomplish within a 10 minute span and doing that for 50 minutes so <laughs> quickly scratched a whole bunch of things off my practice plan after the first five minutes of our practice knowing that hey Let's get the fundamentals down. Let's do these fundamental things every day. And we can do some different drills, scenarios to kind of get them active and engaged uh, and have some fun with it. But I had to reshape my expectations and reshape the way that I structured the practices in a simplified way. So that way they can grasp it and get it. And then when it came to game time, uh, being able to simply articulate what it is that we would like for them to accomplish on the field and uh, be able to put them in positions of success and repeatedly, repetitively do that over and over again. So when you think about you and your leadership or in the culture that you're trying to create on your teams and what have you, you have to be, uh, you may have all the knowledge and understand the concept that you're wanting to grasp, but you have to make sure that it is in a simplified format and can be communicated simplistically so other people can either can not only grasp it, but maybe ask questions or be able to contextualize it within their current context. And then you can see the uh, ripple effects of it transferring into the day-to-day -day actions. And then eventually, once you understand the simple concept and the simple ways, uh, simple concepts that you want to communicate, then you can add on some additional wrinkles. Then you can add a little bit of flavor to the drills that you want to put in or to the initiative that you want to create. Then you can start adding to it, but get the fundamentals down and communicate the fundamentals in a clear, simplistic way in order for it to be effective for the people that you are leading. All right. Simplify. <laughs> second thing. Second thing I learned this season is to get on their level, get at eye level with this kids or get at eye level with the people that you're leading with. One of the things I'm very grateful for uh, talking to my mentor friend, uh, Jeremy Williams about this prior to me starting uh, coaching. <laughs> One of the things that he mentioned that he's like, Hey, you're going to have some rambunctious kids. 
their mind's going to be, you know, all over the place. Right. And you're trying to keep, you're trying to help them compete at a high level, quote unquote, high level. Right. One of the main things that I, he, he told me that one of the tactics that he did was to use the phrase, I need to see your eyes. 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 And he said, utilizing that language helped the kids to put their focus onto who's speaking and hopefully helps decrease the amount of uh, extracurriculars that they're part of or wrestling or whatever they're doing, you know, because their eyes and their ears are focused and attentive to the people that they're talking. In addition to me using that phrase, I also work to get on a knee and be at eye level with each child. So during practices, you know, yeah, there are occasions when practices where I will be, you know, standing up and talking to them or demonstrating the drill that I will want them to do. But if I really wanted to bring them in and really talk about something about either their character or what I saw great in them or just some uh, strategy or tactic or even help share some correction about what was going on around, I said, hey, let me see your eyes. I got on a knee and then we talked it through and utilized that type of skit tactic during practices and games as well. When we are leading our cultures and teams, we need to make sure that we are working at a way that we can see people at their eye level. Now, <laughs> in a remote setting, in a remote place, we may not necessarily be able to like get on a knee and, and talk to the people per se. But what I what I want to have, how that translates is taking a step to go to the people and see things from their level and their perspective. Engaging, talking with them, understanding what it is that they are understanding and how they see the work and being able to, again, translate that in a simplistic way, uh, translate concepts in a specific way for them to grasp or for all of us to grasp what success might look like. So if we are on mission, if we're trying to win a game or we're trying to trying to accomplish an initiative, we don't need to be standing on a pedestal. We don't need to be standing on a stage all the time to communicate what the mission and vision is. What's most effective is just getting at the level of the people that we're talking with, seeing their eyes, being engaged with, with them and talking with them more intentionally and being able to see things from their level and their perspective and build that engagement and build that trust. So when it does come time to move and take action and take initiative and go towards the goal or go towards success, We'll be able to be on the same page of what that looks like. So get on their level, get at eye level, be simple with how you communicate things. Third thing we did was to be involved. I am that coach where I picked, you know, picked this up from high school football as well. I put on the cleats. When I was coaching high school football, I put on the cleats and I did the drills with the kids. I demonstrated what that looks like. I was even challenging them as well. Either I was a defensive back and they were the wide receivers. And I was teaching them techniques of how to get off procs and presses and run with them. But I wanted to be that coach that was involved and engaged and invested in their uh, success to hopefully they can see something that will be very comparable or a little bit above what they may see during the games, but they will know how to react and respond to it because they, they saw their coach do it and they were doing it too. And I did the exact same thing when it came to kindergarten soccer. I put on the cleats, I did the drills, I was running with them, I was engaged with them um, and just wanted to be as involved as I can. And one tactic that I did during the games, uh, so pregame I had a pregame situation right where we brought the kids in we talked with them we hyped them up we said all right here we go we're gonna have some fun today and before we start this game I want you to go and give your parents or give the people that you came here with a hug and a high five and say thank you for coming and that was pretty cool because again like 
too often we're too focused on ourselves and the game or whatnot. Or, and, and, you know, I want the kids to be comfortable with, in, with saying thank you to the people who brought them here, who helped them get to this point and continue that process. And also, uh, I, I'm very grateful for my my assistant coach, uh, Ike. He, he was he was very helpful in because he's been through the game before. He's been through that league, and he was very helpful in me. Uh, one talking me off the ledge on a lot of things, uh, even helping with coaching and and helping with the management of the team and knowing how things operate. I am a big component in leadership to be to help people get involved, to create a culture, create an environment, create a space where everybody has a role and everybody's involved and everybody's engaged in what success looks like. And for us to understand what that looks like, we have to get on the eye level, you know, back to that concept. We have to understand people and where they're coming from. We have to be on mission and know what we're going towards. And everybody has a role and everybody knows what the success looks like as a culture, as a team to reach that goal. So, you as a leader have to be that bridge builder, have to be that connector to the mission, the initiative, the people, the work, the efforts, the success, what what needs to get better and be that glue or help put the pieces together to create the master puzzle piece of success of what you want to see done towards the goals and to the culture that you want to create. But that takes your reinvolvement. That takes creating an environment where everybody wants to be involved. That takes you being a person that creates a belonging space and, and encourages people to use their voice, to use their talents and gifts, to, to, to acknowledge people's strengths and to talk about what can we do better as a group, as a collective, and our responsibility and role uh, to be accountable for that. But you have to create a space where everybody can be involved in order for that to work and everybody can have some fun. All right. So we are simplifying our concepts. We're getting at eye level. We are encouraging involvement in multiple ways and saying thank you to all the people who have a hand in what makes success, what makes us successful. And then the last thing is to celebrate, 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 have some fun. Right. I, I we didn't do this at the end of every practice, but majority of the end practices that we had. Uh, one of the things that I made sure to do was to not only practice the fundamentals, but also know how to celebrate once you score a goal. Because that's it takes hard work scoring goals, man. Like you watch Major League Soccer and all the all the leagues, the Premier Leagues, Champions League, you know, they got a bunch of leagues out there. But if you watch soccer, most of those games are like 1-0 or 0-0, right? It takes, it takes a lot of work to score. And then once they score, you see them celebrating. They're out here sliding, you know, high-fiving, doing some dance or whatever. Now, I'm not encouraged boasting. I'm not encouraging... Uh, <laughs> being egotistical, but I am encouraging celebrating when you do something good and celebrating with us a team when something good happens. So at the end of each goal uh, in practice, what I, I had them uh, practice some fundamental skill set, and then they would score a goal. And after they score a goal, they would dance. They would do whatever crazy dance that they wanted to do. Uh, and that kind of translated into the game. Some of them are a little apprehensive dancing, but at any rate, celebrating that they've done something well celebrating with their teammates, saying high-fiving, saying good job, things like that, and just getting excited for the fact that they worked really hard to meet a goal and they were successful. And that, as a team, as a culture, we need to create a space where people feel confident. We create spaces to celebrate. We create spaces where, uh, you know, because culture changing is hard work. It requires a lot of us to really dig deep into our own understandings, into our own reflections, into each other's reflections, to combat systemic injustices, to combat oppressive behaviors, to really redefine what um, 
we've been taught and and deconstruct what we've been taught and learn over the course of our lifetime and try to work in with people and different personalities and whatnot. And so whenever there it comes a time where there's uh, a win, a success, so a milestone that's reached, creating a space where we can celebrate that, right? Where we can enjoy the fact that we've as a group, as a collective, seen and, and achieved the success that we desire to, um, knowing that there's always constant improvement, knowing that we'll never be perfect, but at any point of the way, we celebrate, take a moment and, and, and just be proud of what we've accomplished because that will help sustain and build resiliency towards us. We continue to move forward as we uh, go towards our initiatives. So soccer season was a blast. I learned a lot about myself. I learned about my child. Uh, I learned even more so what does it take to create a to, to create a culture in for six year olds, right? And even their siblings and their parents as well, and create a culture and to be placed into an environment where I knew very little about the game itself, but I knew enough about what it takes to create a good culture and instilled those practices within this new context that I was put in and learned along the way and did my own self and study, but was able to bring in some knowledge, lessons learned and experiences from the workplace into this environment of coaching and created, a, a, I would hope, a great experience for the kids and their parents this last season uh, with me as their head coach. And what I hope that you do is take a minute to understand what does it take to create a great culture? And yes, we need to simplify. We need to get at eye level with the people that we're working with. We need to be involved and intentional with our involvement and create celebratory spaces and, and milestones along the way. But you know, and you have been a part of cultures that have been phenomenal, that have been great for you and your development to see your workplaces your communities thrive in that way and i would love for you to leverage that feeling that experience that perspective into every environment that you're part of because that is what is going to help transform and influence a, a community is when we draw experiences that we that we know and love or the lessons that we've learned from those previous experiences that maybe don't work the greatest, but be able to reflect on those and transform those and say, as I'm now in this new space, how can I take those lessons learned and transform them to make the engagement in the environment that I'm a part of and the people in it be transformative for them as well. So, that's the lesson I want to teach y'all today. I appreciate y'all taking a listen to the podcast. If you found value in listening to this podcast, if you have learned something along the way or maybe taken a nugget that can help with your leadership, I would love to hear you hear from you about that. Holla at me at Ray Devante on social media platforms. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Raymond D. White. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and as well as any of your favorite podcasting app, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, what have you. Um, but I just am very appreciative that you're taking the time to listen to this episode because I know you're a culture changer. Culture change starts with you. And it will take all of us to create a inclusive communities where every identity belongs and thrives by using intentional actions and taking intentional steps to create that with our own identities. So tune in next time. Thank you so much. Continue to share your story with others. I'll talk to you all soon. Peace. <laughs>